Fred Moskovitz is a note investor, public speaker, author, entrepreneur, and self-directed IRA investor. He's also passionate about helping others create passive income streams. I've known Fred since 2011 when I met him through a note investing meetup in the Philadelphia area. He has always been someone to look up to in the business and enjoys teaching other investors. I am excited for you all to learn more about Fred and the investing world during today's episode. Let's just get right down to business. The Joe Robert Show. This, this is The Joe Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show. Hey, Fred. Thank you for coming on the show today. How have you been lately? Hello, Joe. Thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure, and I'm really excited for our conversation today. Thank you for having me on your show. Can you give the uh, list, listeners a, you know, some brief background about yourself and just how you got into the note investing business? Yes, absolutely. Joe, I, um, I got into investing in alternative assets, um, and this really came out of um, finding myself uh, just living through the, the dot-com bubble bursting, followed by 9-11. And I was working as a computer engineer and getting laid, laid off because the company uh, was almost going bankrupt. And it, it happened, after that happened, uh, I just was finding myself soul searching and realizing I needed to find a new, another way to generate income that was not from working in my job to find some, some other means. And so I turned to alternative assets. I learned about real estate, got involved with uh, rental real estate, investing with that. And then some years later into note investing, where I really, uh, I really like the idea of uh, earning higher returns, earning income, basically investing in an asset where you get paid while you wait. That was what was very appealing to me. And uh, what I found with note investing in general was that, that there were really three aspects to it. Uh, the first aspect is when you invest in notes, you're investing in an asset which is backed by collateral, right? You have something protecting your investment. The second is that uh, you're able to buy notes at a discount to what's owed. And the third aspect is you're able to earn a above average rate of return. So when I encountered all those three characteristics, Note investing was very appealing to me, and that really is what drove me into it. And um, it's been it's been a great road for me over the past ten years. I've known you uh, for most of that time uh, throughout the investment community, and um, I just see nothing but uh, continued growth and success. No, I agree. I mean, for me. It definitely, uh, you know, that moment was when I realized being on the other side of the table and being more of the bank and being the owner of the debt, you know, coming out of the 2000s where we had a lot of real estate and a lot of debt, a lot of people, you know, got in trouble there. And it was just much more appealing to get into this type of business where then you could be the owner versus owing somebody else the money. So, you know, 
if someone's going to get started in no investing themselves, or they want to maybe passively invest with others or look for other note funds out there, you know, what do they do to get started? Great question, Joe. There's really three ways for an investor to, to get involved in note investing. The first way is probably what most people know about in basically that's if you own a property, you can sell it with owner financing and originate a note that way. And that allows, allows you to sell the property. You no longer own or have a responsibility of managing it or the liability, and you're continuing to receive cash flow from that investment. So that's a very appealing to a lot of people. The second way is to buy a note on the secondary market, a note that already exists, it's already in place, and you're basically stepping in place into the shoes of the prior note holder and taking over that payment stream. And the third way is to invest in a note fund and investing in a note fund allows an investor to be a passive investor. They're not doing any active work or active management of, of that uh, investment or of the notes. And they're able to leverage the skills, the experience, and the relationships of the fund manager and benefit from that. And that's very appealing for someone, for instance, uh, I tell you a little story uh, I knew someone that uh, he's a, an attorney, very, very well established with a flourishing law practice. He learned about note funds and uh, it was very appealing to him because he, he liked the idea of the asset class, but he really didn't have the time to get involved in the business or learn about it. So note fund was a good, good uh, opportunity for him and it was a good fit. And he invested in fund and was very happy earning that, earning that return along the way and continuing to focus on, uh, on his business, his own business. So those are the three, three ways, Joe. And how is, uh, you know, if someone invests in a note fund, I mean, how are they protected? With note funds, the fund buys buys the notes and the notes are titled in the name of the fund and then the investors own shares of that fund. That's at a high level, the structure. So all of those loans are secured by collateral, backed by the real estate and titled in the fund. And that, uh, that way everything's guaranteed back to the investors because they have an ownership, ownership interest. Yeah, in my experience over the last 10 years, I've seen that uh, passive investors uh, definitely are best suited to go into a fund unless you're going to be doing a business full time. Because if you're just partially in, I found those people tend not to be the most successful or committed long term and don't do as well because they have other businesses or other things in life that they are more focused on. And so therefore, I, I think it should always be clear to a lot of people that it is, in, in my opinion, better to be an LP and, and go into a fund passively and or you should be active and not really fall in between. What is also your opinion there? Joe, I think it's really something that uh, deserves a place in, in everyone's portfolio. 
And let me talk about from my own experience, right? I, I'm very active in, in the note business, right? But I also invest in other funds that uh, in different asset classes. Uh, I invest in apartment building deals, syndications, or self-storage syndication, just different, different things which allows me exposure into these other asset classes that I don't have that special skill, that special ability, but someone else does. And I'm able to team up with them and leverage that to, to my benefit. So we're, we're basically partnering up. And this way, I'm able to diversify into many different uh, businesses, different asset classes, which is something that's very important for investors to be mindful about. That, that, that sounds good. And then for those investors that may be wanting to take more of an active approach, right? How do they go out and source some notes, find those, or analyze? For finding notes, it's really uh, important to build relationships in the note industry. Uh, note investing is such a small niche industry and uh, attending conferences, attending events really allows you to network, meet the other investors in the space and build relationships where you're able to buy and sell notes to each other, uh, participate in transactions, and it really opens up that whole, that whole world. Uh, but it's very much relationship-based. That's the most important thing. So if you're thinking of getting involved, you really have to get on your game with being able to network and build strategic relationships with people one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I know as the, you know, the person that wants to be a little more active, let's say, and be the best for themselves, they may have the opportunity to buy loans that are performing and paying or loans that are not performing and paying. And can you give us some background into maybe how would you, a listener, just you know, make a best decision on which path would be best for them? Well, both, both paths uh, offer some unique opportunities. I would say for someone starting out, focus on performing notes. Uh, that's really good place to get your feet wet, if you will, and learn, learn the business, learn about the relationships, working with the different vendors that are involved. I would say that's uh, the better place to start. That's good. Sure. That's good. And so what, what, uh, in the current economic landscape that we, well, what we see going on with a lot of mortgages and forbearance and everything, uh, you know, what is your goal over the next couple of years or what do you see going on in the note marketplace? So what I see is, um, it's, it's interesting. I see a lot of um, people and investors having concerns. Uh, the problems really are no different than, than they have been. Uh, there's always the risks of default and uh, different issues threatening, uh, threatening someone's position in a note. But the strategies to resolve it and offering flexibility and being able to work with borrowers, if any problem comes up, that never changed. It doesn't matter if it was before the pandemic or during. If someone has an issue, you work with them. Because when a note 
goes into default and trying to get that back on track, the best, best resolution is always to work out a strategy for the borrower to stay in the home, stay there, which is usually what they want in just about every case. And um, you, you work with them because that's gonna earn the highest rate of return in every case. You might have to wait a while. It may take some time. You have to be flexible, but that's no different than what an experienced node investor would do in, in any case. That sounds good. Now, the options people have to like invest in one of these funds is typically either cash or through a qualified retirement plan. Is that correct? Yes. And yes, how does that's one, correct. What, is, what does that process look like or what exactly, you know, Retire, from a retirement plan perspective, how do people invest? Yeah, it's funny you, you mentioned that, Joe. In um, I, I manage a, a note fund, and what I found is that about 85% of our investors are investing through a self-directed retirement plan. It's really high. And the funny thing is when a prospective investor talks to me about the fund. They tell me they're interested in, in a note fund and considering it. The first question I always ask them is, are you doing this out of a self-directed IRA or a self-directed account? And if they look at me not knowing what I'm talking about, then we have to have a whole different conversation. And here's the reason why, Joe. Note investing is an asset class that generates a lot of tax liability. It really does. There's no depreciation. There's really no write-offs. All you have is interest income and capital gains. So you get a hit with a heavy tax burden. So why not combine that together with the self-directed IRA, self-directed Roth IRA, maybe even better, and benefit from that preferential tax treatment. Because what that's gonna do is, it's gonna make your, your growth and your compounding so much better over time. And it will essentially supercharge your retirement account. So whether someone is considering uh, note investing whether it's inside a retirement account or outside, I always recommend consider it because the benefits are huge. And if you're sitting looking at this for the long haul, as I recommend to most people, uh, taking advantage of that tax preferred treatment is going to be such a huge advantage. It really is. And everyone should consider that. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, especially, you know, note funds that aren't using any debt, they got tax benefits of the capital gain, the interest, and they aren't being charged any UDFI where maybe in a real estate syndication, if they're using debt leverage, they might be subject to other taxes. So investing in a note fund, not accounting or tax advice here, check with your CPA, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a great avenue to get pretty much 100% tax-free returns in your back into your account. Absolutely, Joe. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a note fund. You could invest in individual notes as well out of your self-directed IRA, receive that same 
powerful preferential tax treatment. Uh, and uh, I, this is something uh, I'm just going to sidetrack just a little bit, uh, but about talking about Roth IRAs. Uh, Roth IRAs are so powerful, and it's something that everyone should, you should consider it, learn about it, get educated, talk to your CPA, your tax professional, to see if it makes sense for you. Because if it does, I will say in 99% of the cases, it's going to be a home run for you to leverage a Roth IRA. And what that means is you pay a little bit of tax up front on your contribution, but then all of your earnings and growth are tax-free forever, which is a huge benefit. So think about it this way. Let me use the farmer's analogy, right? Would you rather pay tax on the seed or would you rather pay tax on the harvest at the end? That's the analogy between Roth IRA and, and a traditional IRA. I like that. I like that a lot. Any, any, do you happen to have any case study off the top of your mind that you might have done something in your IRA from a high level to give some kind of uh, you know, context around that? Sure. Um, yeah, I did an uh, interesting investment in my, uh, in my Roth IRA. Uh, I invested in a local community bank that was starting up and uh, they were raising capital for the startup and it was done through a private placement offering. I invested in that. Uh, it lasted about, I think about nine, nine years, something like that, right? It was an illiquid investment. Uh, the strategy was to invest in your shit, your buy your shares, and wait until the bank was acquired by a publicly traded bank. Well, they did really well. I I believe I earned about four or five times my money over that time period, but because I did it in the Roth IRA, my earnings were all tax free at the end, and it was a huge boost to my account. That, that, that's really great. And when you withdraw, right, at 59 and a half, that's tax-free at the same time. Exactly, because I paid the taxes up front when I was contributing. That, that is, uh, you know, one of the, a good, great story. And um, I, I'm, I'm jealous a little bit. <laughs> so, but but any, any, anything you like to invest in, whether it's stocks, private placement, notes, real estate, uh, you can do it in a self-directed Roth IRA and receive huge benefits. So think of this as a tool and apply it to invest in what you know and what you like. That's great. And where does someone also go to maybe open up a, a self-directed retirement account or, you know, where they get started? Yeah, there are, uh, there are multiple um, self-directed retirement account custodians um, throughout the country, and uh, they specialize this very niche area. You're not going to be able to go to, for instance, to Fidelity or uh, Vanguard, right, and tell them you want to do self-directed IRA. You have to find uh, you have to find custodians that specialize in that, and there's 
several of them out there. They're very good. Um, and the great thing I like about them is they are uh, really big on education and they promote education. They, they uh, feature different educational webinars and uh, in-person meetings back when we, we still could meet in person. <laughs> uh, and those are great opportunities to network, network, meet with other investors, learn different strategies, getting exposed to new opportunities, new uh, concepts that you didn't know about. That's one of the really big benefits of working with them. Now, granted, they're not allowed to give you any um, investment advice or tax advice, anything like that. They have to be uh, arm's length as a custodian, but uh, they certainly can facilitate a lot of the education. And so here's what I say, Joe, whenever you invest in your own education, that's going to pay the greatest dividends. And that's investing your time and your money to increase your knowledge, learn some new skills, learn some techniques. Always, always, always is going to pay off the greatest return on investment. Always be learning, right? Yes. That's, how you, that's how you keep growing. So what, you know, what, uh, what has been your primary focus as of lately when it comes to investing? My primary focus has really been um, trying to stay strong and building powerful habits, Joe. Uh, we have been through a very difficult uh, several months through this pandemic. And what I find is as entrepreneurs, we need so much energy and focus to do what we do and to be successful. So I've really been leaning into that, taking advantage of uh, remote learning, online training. I've done, done several uh, great, great training courses to improve my skills, build up my skills, and uh, really leaning into some powerful habits. I uh, recently read this great book, by uh, the author James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. And uh, so many powerful lessons in that book. I highly recommend uh, anyone to check this, this book out. But here's one of the things that really stuck out at me from the book. Um, he teaches about when you're trying to uh, create a habit, start with the smallest possible version of that behavior make it real easy so that you can be showing up consistent every day, ready to develop that mastery. And here's a couple of examples. For instance, if you wanted to start a habit of reading, which is a great one, I, I personally do that. Uh, I read 30 minutes a day. Um, but when you're starting out with reading, maybe you're not doing 30 minutes a day. What happens if you were to commit to it read one page of a book every day. Do you think you could do that, Joe? Of course, of course. Do that? Yeah, I definitely think everyone's capable of doing that. Just one page a day. Set an alarm on your, uh, on your smartphone to remind you and do it every day. Well, here's what happens. You're going to read one page and then you'll say, oh, I may as well read the next page too. And it'll build up 
over time and you're steadily building that every day. Eventually you're reading five or 10 minutes a day without any effort because you've conditioned yourself to the pattern and it won't be long before you're reading 30 minutes a day. If you start, start with that smallest version of your behavior. So are a lot of these uh, skills that you've been working on, have they been more on the personal side or more to improve business or just a general overall life picture? It's been all of the above, all of the above. Um, I've covered uh, topics such as personal development, marketing, that was a huge one, sales skills, uh, as well as uh, business related within within the node industry, learning about different trends in the in the space in the industry, what's happening at the higher institutional level, studying about that a little bit as well. So it really has spanned all across all of those areas, Joe. No, I agree. Uh, when it comes to marketing, it all definitely, I believe, always starts with yourself, right? And branding yourself and putting yourself out there. And then, you know, once that happens, you know, you're going to bring in other great things around you. So I, I definitely like what I hear. Absolutely, Joe. And think about this. Everyone starts from somewhere, right? Whether you want to start a blog, well, can you write one? Writing a blog is hard. It's daunting. But can you write one sentence a day? And eventually build that up to writing one paragraph a day and then one page a day over time? Absolutely you can. Anyone can. And so with that, you can start a blog or maybe you can write a book. Uh, that's, that's a project I've been working on is uh, writing a book. I'm getting close to being done, real excited. But it's... Uh, it's a long slog. It's a hard project. It's hard to stay motivated, but start small. As I mentioned, I mean, that, that was really uh, the main lesson I learned from that book. And uh, I can, you can apply this in so many different ways, right? Um, whether that's with generating content and marketing or maybe some kind of health and wellness that you want to achieve a goal for yourself, anything you can apply that right? Let's talk about, um, about exercise. It's one of my favorite things, <laughs> right? So here's, here's, here's what I have to say about exercise. Um, as an entrepreneur, one of my main goals is that I want to feel strong and energetic every single day. Because when I do that, it's amazing to see how people respond to me in such a positive way. And as entrepreneurs, we have to build up massive focus and energy to do what we do. So and, you, well, yeah. when it comes to focus and energy, right? I, I definitely think that a lot of times what hold a lot of people back out there is the lack of being able to get focused on certain things in order to get uh, results. So, you know, give us some insight into what works best with you and, you know, when it comes down to focus. Yeah, there's, there's really two elements to it. It's the physical one and the mental one. And both work hand in hand, right? Physical energy, 
Uh, you need to be moving daily. Be active, right? Start small if you have to. If you have to start out, do one push-up a day. Anyone can do one push-up a day, right? Yeah. Is that pre pre-achievable? Well, you can build that up. Maybe eventually you'll be doing five push-ups a day and 10 push-ups a day. And even if that's all you do, but that's how you start your morning, well, that's great. Everyone starts from somewhere. Some people like to walk. Walking is a great, great activity. It gets you moving and it helps clear your mind. Any exercise does. So that's, that's what you want. You want to get that blood flowing, but do it consistently. Whatever you do, wherever everyone starts from somewhere, right? Start small and build it up, but be consistent with it. That's going to help. It's going to get the blood flowing, get the blood flowing to your brain. And that really opens things up so that ideas can flow into your mind. Now, on the other side of this, the mental aspect, right? You want to um, have good nutrition, good nutrition in what you eat, as well as good nutrition in what you feed your mind. Are you feeding your mind with good content for optimal mindset every day, right? Um, are you consuming and reading books, business books, or business podcasts? Maybe you're watching some interesting TED Talks uh, instead of uh, watching Netflix, binging, or endless amounts of time spent on social media or watching the news, right? Turning, turn off that CNN because it's just an endless news cycle. And instead, replace that with some good content. Find podcasts that you like. For instance, Joe Roberts' podcast. Many others. Find podcasts from top class people in the areas you're interested in and learn from them. That's really going to help you. And what you'll find over time is that you open up space in your mind. Your focus is going to get better. You're going to feel better. And you're, able going to pro you're going to be able to produce at a very high level as a result of all of this. So remember, just move daily and keep feeding your, your mind with good content, good quality content, good messages for your brain to focus on and your subconscious mind to wrap around. So, yeah, I mean, definitely the algorithms on the social sites will feed you whatever you are spending your most time on. So as Fred is saying here, spend the time on the stuff that is going to help you grow and focus on, you know, don't spend your time on other maybe stuff that is not important to where you're trying to go. But uh, that, that was really good, Fred. Thank you. You know, uh, what is the biggest takeaway for our listeners that you can provide from your experience in investing your capital, growing your wealth, and minimizing your tax bill? The biggest takeaway, Joe, is um, the importance of relationships. And <clears throat> this is something I learned from listening to Jim Rohn. And what he teaches is that you become the average of the five people, the five people that you surround yourself with and spend the most time with, you're going to become the average of that. So sometimes you have to look around at your life and see who you're spending some 
your time with, and uh, maybe you have to make some adjustments. And those relationships are what will result in the growth, in the success, in the opportunities to come to you, right? That bank, um, the local community bank I invested in, right, that I was telling you earlier, that came to me through relationship. Actually, it was from my CPA. He made an introduction, and that's how I learned about it. Right? It's all about those relationships. And you want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are performing at a higher level than you are, and you can learn from them. And in turn, they can learn from you as well. So you're, um, so you're saying that the, the five closest people or the people closest in your network will help expand your wealth, give you the insight into how to minimize your tax bill or help invest capital basically it comes down to your network, right? Yeah, absolutely. Your network. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And as far as minimizing your, your tax bill, um, the main, main element there is what I was speaking about earlier is self-directed uh, retirement accounts. If you're not familiar with these, learn about it get familiar with it, learn about it. It's such a strong and powerful tool that's available to every one of us. And you need to learn about it and incorporate that into anything that you're doing. That's yes. going to really help you to grow financially and minimize your taxes. I thank you. Thank you, Fred, for all the information. It was really great uh, having you on today. If people want to get a hold of you, and learn more about what you're doing, what is the best way for them to reach you? Thank you, Joe. Uh, best way for people to get in touch with me, they can vi visit my website, which is fredmoskowitz.com and connect with me through there. And another way is to text the word note, N-O-T-E, text that word note to the number 555, 888 and then just follow the prompts and that way you'll be able to connect with me uh, you'll be able to receive updates um, about my book when it comes out and uh, I always love connecting with other investors learning about what people are doing in the marketplace and uh, be happy to help in any way I can uh, if anyone has any questions thank you Thanks for listening to The Joe Roberts Show. Take these tips and insights that you can use to help grow your own personal wealth and share them with a friend that could also benefit. Don't miss a single episode or updates. Subscribe to our email list at joerobert.com. And as always, keep pushing yourself towards a more impactful life. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. Joe Robert Show.